Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now, which is brought to you. Monday through Friday by Digitex, wishing you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We'll tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Now open for uh, indoor dining and takeout orders. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street and 111th Avenue. We are going to head off to our headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we are pleased to welcome back to the show a guy who guided his team to a 22 and one record this season. They won the Alberta Division in the Western Hockey League. They will be a prohibitive favorite coming up this year when the Western Hockey League, we think, gets fully back up. And, uh, Adam, we welcome back Brad Lauer, Edmonton Oil Kings head coach. Brad, it's Bob. How you doing? Hi, Bob. I'm doing fine, thanks. Good. Uh, you know, I, I, I know I went to a bunch of the games, uh, liked what I saw. How unique of an experience was it for you this year to, you know, to to coach a group, not have a chance to to play for a league championship, just play within a division? Uh, how challenging was it to keep the kids motivated, to keep the kids focused, to keep the kids following the COVID rules? Maybe just start there for us. If you yeah, can. you know, I think you know, Bob, I was really impressed with our guys. They're really, um, I, I think, for one thing, um, obviously with them being able to have the opportunity to have some kind of season. They were very excited when they came to us for a, for a small training camp that we had. So um, I think they understood the importance of just trying to have some kind of a season. They really embraced 
um, the season, you know, even though it was only 23, 24 games for some teams and uh, they were, they were motivated. It was difficult at times for sure. I mean, obviously there was those challenges that we had is making sure we're doing, uh, following the guidelines and doing everything that was, that we needed to do. And, um, you know, when there's a few, few times where we had to be, had to make changes and, and change schedules and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that stuff was challenging, but for the most part, you know, the kids are really, really focused and really, really excited to have us have some kind of season. And um, it was just enjoyable for, for me as a coach and our staff just to just to be able to get on the ice with these guys after being off for 11 and a half months. And, you know, like you said, we've we had uh, last two years, we've had a, some special players and special teams here. But, um, you know, it was just exciting to get back on the ice with them. Just to put things in perspective for our listeners who are maybe unaware, uh, the Oil Kings went 22-1 and this year. You were plus 63 in goal differential in 23 games, which is yeah. uh, more than, I mean, so you had a lot of things go right this year. Mm-hmm. In the back of your mind, you're thinking, we might have missed a chance to, to win a, I, 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 you know, a, a WHL championship, compete for Memorial Cup. I know you guys yeah. still think you're in that, you, you still think you're in that window right now, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, junior hockey, Bob, it's, it's one of those things where when you have that window that, that doesn't stay open for very long. And, um, you know, we've been very fortunate uh, when I came here. Um, I inherited some pretty good players and, and, uh, you know, we've been able to work and develop these kids, uh, for the next step in their, their career as their, as their career goes. And, um, yeah, you I mean, obviously you, you have seasons where you think it's your turn and maybe it's your opportunity. You can make a run for it. And, you know, I think the last two years, obviously you still have to play it out and do all that. But again, when you look at the big picture, the type of seasons we've had your last two years, um, you know, you you like to sometimes you think you maybe missed the opportunity. But in saying that, I, I really like the team that we have coming back. And you know, last year's team was was really good. But when I say that, um, we had ten first year players also uh, on our team last year, which which was by plan, obviously with talking to Kurt Hill and then our staff is. You know, we wanted to make sure, understand the importance of being able to play those 23, 24 games, but um, also play play this that season for the development for the season coming up. And uh, we had, you know, obviously those 10 players that we had, first-year guys, they'll be coming back to our lineup. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited again for, for this season coming up for our guys. Well, and you look at your team, you got your top five scoring forwards are all back. Yeah, uh, you know, like you. Know, so I mean, I and I, Dylan Gunther only played twelve games and had twelve goals and twenty four points for you. Neighbors yeah. thirty three points in nineteen games. Williams had a huge, you know, finally sort of developed as that offensive guy people thought when he was on the U eighteen team a couple of years ago. But the right. one guy that was a surprise for me, we'll get to, we're going to get to Kosa <laughs> and and uh, Gunther in a second. I got to ask you about Jalen. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it Lipen? That was the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the guy that when I when I went to go see a play, I was kind of like I knew kind of about the other kids, but he's the one that kind of gr- jumped up and surprised me a bit. Yeah, no, he's he's been one of those guys. Uh, what do you, you could call him a late bloomer, but um, you know the best the best word I have for 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 Loops or Jake is is he's he's a hockey player. Um, he's extremely intelligent. Um, hockey sense wise, he's, uh, he's a competitor. He's, uh, he's a guy that, um, you know, he came here as a 16 year old. He was in and out of the lineup. Uh, he accepted the role of being a, being a penalty killer. He embraced that challenge. Um, he became one of our top penalty killers. And then obviously last year coming in on this shortened season, he, 
he had the opportunity to be on special teams and getting some ice time. And he embraced that situation, and he had a tremendous year for us. Uh, and, uh, you know, credit to him. He put the time in. Obviously, the 11 and a half months that he had off, he really worked hard and put the time in to, to develop his body and get ready for, for this season. And, you know, credit to him. He's, he's got, he has a lot of interest, uh, you know, with, with some NHL teams looking at him, and a lot of teams like the way he plays the game. So hopefully uh, something this draft works out for him. He reminds me a bit of Matthew Perot. That's who I kind yeah. of see, right? Like just a little bit undersized, yeah. but a competitive guy and a guy that might, you know, find a way to play several hundred games in the NHL like uh, you yeah. did, Brad. You got in over 300 yeah. games. Different type of player, nonetheless. Yeah. All right, no, look. He, yeah, go for it. No, he pulls you into the game. One thing about, about Jalen, he, he pulls everybody into the game, which is really nice to have a kid like that. So um, you better be ready to play because, uh, you know, this kid is very focused and, and he's, he competes and he pulls everybody into the match, which is, which is, which is kind of nice. We're joined by Brad Lauer, the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Bob Stoffer with you on Winter Sound. All right, let's talk about the two guys of the, that are going to go in the first round of the NHL draft. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll start with Dylan Gunther. Uh, you know, pretty dominating performance for you guys. Went off to the U18s, and Connor Bedard and Shane Wright put on a bit of a show. And I almost yeah. wonder whether or not that hurt Gunther a bit. But I know you talked to teams in, sort of in that wheelhouse, somewhere between three versus eight overall yeah. in the draft. He's going in the top eight. You know that. Tell us about yeah. this player. What's he like to coach? What What are his respective strengths, and and where does he need to continue to grow? Oh man, I mean, uh, I tell you, it's it's when you have players like this, it's 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 uh, it's uh, for a coach, it's easy. Um, you know, he's one of those kids that he's uh, you know he's very mature. You know, he's very grounded um, for one thing, and you know he he wants to learn, he wants to get better every day, and he's really growing his game. You know, closer to the pro side of it. And what I mean by that is just his preparation for practices, um, what he does, uh, you know, after practices, getting make take care of himself to make sure he's ready for the next day. You know, he's a kid that, uh, you know, yeah, he, you know, he had a tremendous start for us. You know, he played 12 games and had 24 points, and he went down to Texas, played for the U18. And, you know, he may not have fared well with as far as the numbers part. One thing about those tournaments with, with, with Hockey Canada, for me as a, as, as a coach watching them, I'm, I look at them differently. But they're, they're, those 10 days become more of an individual tournament. Um, and what I mean by that is get, you know, kids know when they're there that they're on stage and they're performing for scouts. And uh, sometimes the game becomes, I know we talk about it's a team game, but uh, players are there and the, the the individual hockey really comes out in some guys. And I thought Dylan really handled that well. And I thought he played a really good uh, team game where I seen him killing penalties and on the power play. So uh, they used him efficiently through, through all you know all aspects of the game there but you know for us he's he's a pure goal scorer um he likes he's a shoot first type of kind of guy and these guys don't come along often um and when you do you better grab him because i believe he's got the ability to take that to the next level he could like i said he can shoot the puck and um you know he's just one of those kids that uh that, that's just going to get better every year it's interesting brad i've compared him to a right-handed shooting version of kyle connor Except he's mm-hmm. already, he, except he's better at the same age. And Kyle yeah. Connors had three thirty goal seasons in a row. I can't recall the last time I saw a WHL shooter like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a guy that could flat out shoot the pill. You know what I'm saying? No, I I, I agree. And then, like I said, a lot a lot of these kids that come in now, it's uh, they really want to have that make the pretty plays. They want to like I call it pass the puck into the net instead of shooting the puck. And uh, one thing with Dylan is uh, he wants to shoot the puck and. 
he, he has. I mean, he came to us as a 15-year-old. He scored, I think, it was three goals and then four games for us, and two of them were highlight reel goals where he, you know, quick shot, roofed it over the goalie's glove, and uh, some 19-year-olds can't make that, make that, take that shot. So um, he had a special year as a 16-year-old, and he came back again this year and, and had a, you know, a shortened season for him, but for us. But again, he he has. He's gotten better every year. He's just—he's a grounded kid, and, and he's a kid that wants to become a pro. And uh, I think, you know, obviously draft day, he's going to be a very excited man. Yeah, and I, my assumption is three—you know, three through seven overall. Is there any chance he can stick in the NHL, or does he need to work on his footwork a little bit to make that next? Well, step? you know, I, th- I think a lot of the guys. We talked about this with Jake Neighbors, even with just the last two years of what what these young guys' seasons have been without playoff hockey without being able to get those experiences um you know and then again 24 game schedule last season i don't know if all these kids are are ready to step in the national hockey league i mean they're going to be good they're going to be nhl players um i just think another year um in the nhl wouldn't wouldn't hurt them at all or in the whl wouldn't hurt them at all And, and i think um you know every every player has something they can work on you know it's no different with dylan it's no different when i was with had they spent time in the nhl all these players all these guys want to get better every day and you know he's going to keep working on his foot speed his his wall play and stuff like that and you know as he matures as he grows into his body and gets bigger all that stuff's going to improve one thing you talked about inheriting, and I, I, one thing that Kurt would be the first to admit to it, we're joined by Brad Lauer, former NHL player, former NHL assistant coach, head coach, the Edmonton Oil Kings. You guys inherited a great situation in terms of with the goalies and mm-hmm. Sebastian Gosa. For my money, my personal observation, I think this is the best goaltender of the WHL since Carey Price. The guy's yeah. six foot six. Tell us about his personality and his athleticism because some people look at goalies that size and think they're blockers but he's much more than that isn't he yeah no he's very athletic like you said he's one of those kids who can go post to post he's got the legs that can that obviously the size definitely helps but he's got the quickness down below you know low on the ice he seals the ice off extremely well for for a big man um you know he's just uh for me what i've seen different from his first year last this not this last season but the season before you know, as a 17-year-old, you know, we came in and we wanted to give him anywhere between 18 and, and maybe 20 games out of the 68-game schedule. And, you know, as the season went along, we got him in one. He his first game, he ended up getting a shutout. And we're like, okay, let's, you know, we'll try it again. And the second game didn't go as well. But, you know, I said, okay, let's check his, you know, his mental makeup. And he battled back through that. So that first year he had, he was in the, you know, his starts weren't, he wasn't getting the good starts like some of the goal starters would get. But, you know, he earned his way, and he ended up, he ended up taking the net and uh, becoming our number one guy in, in, in November and had a tremendous year. And I think he really learned a lot when we picked up the goalie, Beck Warm. Um, you know, as far as uh, maturing, is what I mean by is getting ready for practices, getting ready for games, his preparation work. And I really think this last 11 months that we had off with the pandemic that mentally he really worked on his game and, and found that next level of um, – of the mental toughness in the game because he's he, again he was he's a kid that can you know if if we make a mistake in the d zone it costs a goal or against he doesn't he can shake that off or if it's a bad goal he doesn't he doesn't hang on that stuff he's ready for the next one i think we've seen that a lot um this season here obviously he had that one game i think there was four goals or five goals he let in but other than that they were two or under and and uh i think you've seen the mental part of his game uh really take that next step 
He's got a bit of Mike's. We're talking about Sebastian Kosa right now, uh, Brad Lauer. Kosa went 17-1-1, one one, a 1.57 goals against average, a 941 save percentage. He's also got a little bit of the Mike Smith in him, doesn't him? Like, he, he doesn't take any crap. Like, Mike Smith doesn't let anybody take any yeah. liberties. Like, <laughs> you guys didn't have the toughest. You had a skill team. You didn't have the toughest team. Yeah. And he kind of looked after some of your guys once in a while, didn't he? Well, well, he is the biggest guy on our team at six six and two hundred and five pounds. But yeah, he's he's uh he's a kid that owns a crease. Um that's his paint and no one's coming in there and he he'll defend that. Uh he he's got a really good uh, mindset and attitude in that area. The competitive part of him is is uh, you know, in practices he's giving it to our forwards if they don't score him. So he brings in that competition in practice. And uh, you know, again, like you're right, he he does have that Mike Smith kind of will in him that he he doesn't he doesn't want to get scored on ever. He doesn't want guys in his crease and he's gonna defend those areas and you know, he just brings that competitive uh, game every night. You've worked with lots of different guys in the business. Uh, you're in Cooney with Corey Clouston, who I'm going to date myself, uh, but I, I broadcast Corey's games when he played at the University of Alberta in the early 90s. Uh, he went on with Corey into the NHL. You're in Anaheim as an assistant at a time in which you, you know you had the privilege of working with a guy like Bruce Boudreaux, who's a heck of a, a coach. But most recently, yeah. John Cooper in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, there, is there something the best coaches do with today's players to get the most out of them? Well, I think, yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing is the players need to feel some need to feel valuable, um, and not just the superstars. I think it's it's uh, at all lines, all levels of players, and I think that's one thing what John's very good at is uh, giving the players a purpose, um, wanting them to to be successful. Um, uh, coming to the rink and, and, and understanding their role and getting them to play and, and uh, you know I think he gives them he gives the players some value. And I think that's important today's game. I think the biggest thing is that you got to have a happy group of guys coming to the rink every day, um, and, and that that's important. Their mindset when they approach it and you know when when you have that, you have a group of guys that want to learn every day. And you know I really think you know those whatever you want to call them the third and fourth line guys, the role players, even the guys that are in the lineup. Um, he makes them feel valuable, important to the team, and which they all are. But um, he does a really good job of managing his players that way. One of the things Tampa's going to have to do is they're going to have to shed some salary. Most people think three of the following four players, Tyler yeah. Johnson possibly to Seattle, uh, you know, Palat uh, might be gone, Gord might be gone, Alex Kalorn. You coached mm-hmm. him. There would yeah. be lots of interest in him out there. I'm sure yeah. Tampa Bay doesn't want to lose him. Tell us about this player. What makes him a a, a real important contributor? You know, I, I think, again, I think he was one of our, our fittest athletes when we did, did training camp, our fitness testings and stuff like that. He's a real focused individual. Um, I really think his great game is really growing. Um during the playoff run last season when they won the cup, I really thought he took his game to the next level. Um, he's a kid that can really shoot the puck. He's got a really good wrist shot. Uh, he's that he's a, he's that responsible 200 foot player, but he also brings some offensive ability, uh, some physical play that uh, that requires. Again, if you see in the playoffs, uh, heavy teams seem to seem to go the distance in, in these playoffs and in all the playoffs, and he can play that type of game without being affected with him offensively. And you know, again, he's just another kid that's really focused on on being a pro and 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 like I said, winning that cup last year for him. I really think he's he's taking it game to another level 
Brad, appreciate the time. We'll have lots of conversations this upcoming season. It's going to be a good year for you guys, and it's going to be a real interesting NHL draft for both Dylan Gunther and Sebastian Kosa, uh, and apparently uh, Jalen Leipin as well. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Thanks for your time, Brad. Great. Thanks, Bob. That is Brad Lauer, head coach. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline of the Edmonton Oil Kings. It's 123 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. All right, two quick texts at 125 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. DT says, I disagree with the texter that said earlier in the show that signing RNH would be a waste of money like it was with Cassian. Again, I'm telling you right now, Cassian would, would have, there's a market for Cassian out there. I know that. Uh, everybody loves Ryan O'Reilly, says DT, but who has more points per game in their careers? RNH. People would counter and say that O'Reilly brings more intangibles. Does he play power play? PK left wing center and is responsible defensively. We know RNH is. People would open the bank to get O'Reilly. DT adds, I believe that RNH has been limited by recency bias. He had a bad year, but it takes a good player to play with good players. His points really elevate when he plays with Dry Iron McDavid. It's not all them. He's good enough to keep up and read the game at their level. I would give him at least $6 million. That one comes to us from DT. Uh, all right, my response to that DT would be that O'Reilly is a way better two-way centerman than Nugent Hopkins is. Number one, you have the puck more. Because O'Reilly is like a 58, 59% face-off guy. I, I would, you know what? I'd say that O'Reilly's probably better on the PK. Uh, I would, Nugent's tough to argue. Nugent Hopkins is an important part of the Oilers power play. In a 1-3-1 formation, that power play has been number one in the NHL last two years. And the Oilers have always had a pretty good power play since Nugent's been, with the exception of one year, I think. I mean, they were third in the league in Nugent's first year in the NHL. 2011-2012. The next year, in the lockout year, they were second in the West. So, uh, Nugent Hopkins is a pretty good uh, power play guy. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. The Chisler, the voice from the past from Las Vegas, says, uh, Bob, I definitely don't want to sound like a Vegas broadcaster or look like him. Uh, in this unique experience, can I ask you a question? What's the chance of bringing Klorn in and signing R&H and are the Habs able to get one or two versus uh, Vegas? The Chisler says the Oilers should grab Kosa at the draft. And rumor has it, with your uh, mental makeup, kind of the Mike Smith prototype, that you guided the Licorice Shake Drinking Championship team to a 22-1 and record. Is there any truth to that? You know, Chisler, you have a way of combining about five different thoughts. One of these days, we got to get them down to one or two. Uh, Brian, who's not a fan of Ryan Nugent Hopkins, says O'Reilly is a way better player 
but even he doesn't skate good enough for me. That one comes to us from Brian. Well, Brian, there's lots of guys that like Ryan O'Reilly around the league, so you're entitled not to like who you uh, don't want to like. comes with the territory. Old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence, resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle, and that you're not using enough payments or interest rate that's too high, and you want to sell it, refinance it, or trade it in for something different, go visit Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, or call them at one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three, or visit BrentRidge.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Mark Antoine Godin from the Athletic to talk about Montreal and Vegas when we return in Oilers now. <laughs> Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.